Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money. Whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello and welcome to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly. Uh, today I want to talk to you about the new laws that are coming into effect, which will affect landlords and property owners, people renting out properties. I was actually at an NLA or National Landlords Association meeting last night. And they're a very good organisation, actually. I'm not particularly pushing them. I'm just going to do a little plug here. They're, they're like a trade body or a trade association for the the profession for, for for landlords and I think if you're in any business or any profession you should be a member of your trade body you know solicitors accountants and nurses and doctors they all have their trade bodies so you, you should be in this and it, it it supports them to support you and support others the NLA give out a lot of information they have meetings all over the country and they they also have a helpline which they, they I mean they receive I think it's thousands of calls every month from Obviously, anxious landlords leading legal help or, or pointers on, on Section 8, Section 21. And I'll, I'll come on to that in a second. But in particular, I want to talk about some of the things they, they mentioned last night. One is the, the new Tenants Act, which comes into force from the 1st of June, which bans charging tenants. And, uh, uh, you know, if you, if you do charge them then for certain things, then you could be fined up to £5,000. And there's criminal offences for, for repeat offenders and allows civil penalties of up to £30,000. And that comes into effect from the 1st of June. They also said that it doesn't matter even if your letting agent is, is charging them, say, for a reference, for instance, you, the landlord, will be responsible. And, and that's that's what they said. That's their words, not mine. So you've got to watch out for that. And they went through a list of what can and cannot be charged to the tenants. One was obviously rents and uh, utilities, uh, rent arrears is another one, and you can charge interest at 3% above the Bank of England interest rate and applies after 14 days of late payments. You can charge a holding fee, one week's, one week's rent held for a period of up to 14 days. Uh, you, you can charge for a replacement tenant mid-tenancy. This is where a tenant decides that halfway through a tenancy agreement they want to, to, to bail out. And you can charge a replacement tenant's fee of £50. I'm sure that will go a long way to help people. Lost keys or security devices you can charge for. And you can charge for up to five weeks deposit. Uh, six weeks deposit if the rent is 50000 a year or more. So that's, that's the maximum deposit, in other words. And you can charge a surrender of tenancy. Uh, tenant pays the remainder of the rent. So watch out for those those things from the 1st of June. And make sure that your letting agent knows about these things. Because uh, I was at this meeting last night. There were 50, 60 odd people. There was only one letting agency in, in there. And, and there must have been dozens around the area. Only one turned up. And she was very switched on. And I, I talked to her about this afterwards. I said, what's going to happen? Well, these fees are going to have to be passed on to, to the landlord. Someone's going to have to pay it. Because, I mean, she had an example. She gave me an example of a tenant that... Uh, you know, wanted um, to to move in a couple of weeks ago. And they, they said, yeah, we're going ahead. And they initiated the, the referencing process and they pay a company to do the referencing. And 
you know, then the tenant after a few days said, no, I've changed my mind. I, I don't like it anymore. So what can you do? The, the, the money's gone. Trying to get the money off the tenant would be a, would be a job, would be an issue. So th there's going to be problems with this this act. I know that in the past, maybe tenants have been abused by, by certain unscrupulous uh, letting agents, but it's also going to cause problems going forward on this so I, I i don't know what's going to happen but uh that's that's the law look it up and if you're not sure about all the details go on to the nla website national landlords association i'm sure you can can google that um and then they, we talked about the the, the new section 21 uh, abolition consultation now the government talked about this i i i mentioned this in a podcast a few weeks back that the government is proposing to abolish the section 21 notice which just gives you as a landlord the right to say well i'm serving notice on you to quit the property because you know we've reached the end of the tenancy i don't know why you need this why don't i mean in any other contract you have a beginning and an end and at the end of the contract people say thank you very much have a good life nice knowing you goodbye but for some reason in in this case we we need to serve notice and I asked the letting agent, why do you all serve notice? And they said, well, you never know. I mean, people, you could get to the end of a tenancy, uh, six months or a year's tenancy. And if you haven't served the notice, the tenant can say, well, I, I've got nowhere to go. And then I want you to serve notice on me. Therefore, you, you would then need a, another period before you could get your property back. But what, what the government are proposing to do is force people to, to landlords to use Section 8 grounds and you know where the landlords will need to apply for for uh, possession of their property under specific grounds and normally a, a tenant at section eight will be used where a tenant hasn't paid rent and you know then you need to, to produce specific grounds but really why why do you need to produce specific grounds like you know i'm going to move back into the property or i'm selling the property why should the onus be on on the landlord to 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 give those grounds to, to the tenant why can't the tenant just move well that's that's another subject but um uh you know that that's what the government are going to want to do and the what what the nla are pushing is that they they want you to join in on their petition to the government and actually petition the government against this so at least we could influence the government on on these grounds so if you go on the nla website you can sign up online for their petition and actually last night they had these little postcards which we all wrote out and they're going to they're going to go to number 10 and present the the prime minister with these now there's going to be a, there might be a new, new well there will be a new prime minister coming up very soon so maybe this this minister might have more sympathy with landlords and it's not just about them and us we want a system that is fair to everyone i'm a landlord also and i want a system that is fair um, Touchwood, I haven't had too many troublesome tenants, but you know, you get the odd one that says, No, I'm not moving. I want you to serve a Section 21 notice. They think that if they're evicted, that they can go to the council and then get a, a council flat or accommodation from the council. The council were at the meeting last night. The, the meeting was at a, a borough council called Hartsmere Borough Council. They, they sponsored the, the venue and, and the meeting. And they said, It's not the case. You know, people, if people cannot intentionally make themselves homeless and then go to the homeless unit and then say well I, I want to be housed however one of the the landlords in the audience said if you if there are children involved then it doesn't matter um because they can still get housed by the children's department and the council said well that's another department so 
that that's that's a, another another thing. So I think the government needs to think about this carefully and really make sure that they've thought this through fully before they start messing around with with rules that have, have worked quite well for quite a long time. The other thing they mentioned is that a Section One Twenty One notice, as it stands today, uh, are invalid unless the gas safety safety certificate has been given to the tenant before the tenancy agreement has been signed. That's before. Now, they're recommending at least one day before that you present the gas safety certificate to the tenant. I expect what normally happens is that the tenant is presented with the pack by the agent or the landlord and said, here it is, here's the gas safety, blah, 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 blah. Right, sign here and, you know, and and off we go. But uh, apparently there was a case recently, uh, Clarendon Property Limited versus Monty Schulz, and it said that the judge ruled that any Section 2021 notice is legally invalid if a gas safety certificate is not served before the start of the tenancy. Now, this cannot be rectified later on. So if you've made this mistake, just watch out because you can't just say, well, I'll issue a new tenancy now, a new contract, and that, that will change everything. Because if you go in with with a Section 21 notice, the, the judge will normally sit down and say, right, where is the original tenancy? Where is the last tenancy? And and they will go from there. So um, now the, the the NLA again are pressing the government to to perhaps uh, rethink this and see see what they can do with, with. But it would take legislation, obviously, to to do that. So so two points there. Look out for that section twenty one. And particularly now, if you're you're going into a, a tenancy, make sure the tenants have all the information, like the gas safety certificate, before the tenancy is signed. I know it sounds like a nonsense, but you know, you don't want to get to a situation later on down the road where, um, you know, you're in trouble and you, you can't get possession of your property or, or there's issues there. And and what they've said is that effectively they will treat your AST or assured short, short hold tenancy would be effectively treated as an assured tenancy if you haven't complied with all of those rules. So So watch out. And this is why I think you need organizations like the NLA to be on your side if you're a landlord. Uh, because they can cut through all, all of the legislation and give you simple advice. Because, it, it, again, it's not about them and us, them and us and that sort of thing. It's about being fair and, and making sure you've complied with the rules and being fair to the, the tenant as well and being a good landlord and knowing what the law is because you don't want to get caught out. And they also advise that in, in cases where Section 8 are used, um, average fees involved with the Section 8 can, can can amount to something like five thousand pounds and can take months to go through so you, you don't want to get into a situation where you have to to serve that um and and, and you, you know you need to know what you're doing really you really do and you need to know that your letting agent knows what they're doing because if they're not keeping up with these these changes and doing their their cpd their continuous professional development then they're going to get you into trouble because you you the landlord will be ultimately responsible now, there's also um, a, a new rule coming in or proposed new rule where landlords will be legally required to join a redress scheme. This will make it easier for tenants to claim compensation. Now, there's no redress scheme for landlords. This is for tenants, by the way. And landlords could be fined up to £5,000 if they do not join this redress scheme. It's like a, a compensation scheme or a scheme where it will make it easier for tenants to to go and claim compensation. Now, if, you, if we don't do this as an industry, then the government will bring in one which will be far more onerous, I, I expect. Implementation date is unknown, but a working group will now be formed to 
to flesh out the details and conditions. Now, the NLA are proposing that they could form a redress scheme, which, you know, would be fairly inexpensive because if all the landlords joined it, um, then I, I, it, it could be done for a minimal cost or maybe as part of their uh, their membership fee. And I think that's a, it's a very good idea. And I hope that that can that can come to pass and they can do something about that. Um, other things were mentioned last night at the meeting were the end of the section uh, of the, the section 24. And um, this is this is where interest rates, interest tax relief has, has been phased out for interest on buy to let mortgages if you're in, in, borrowing as an individual borrower or a partnership. And a lot of people in the audience didn't know about it. It was unbelievable. He said, kind of show of hands if anybody knows about this and is, is aware of it. And yeah, a few smart, savvy landlords put their hands up. But a lot of people were saying, what is Section 24? Uh, in fact, um, I think one of the people from the council didn't know about it, and he's in the property section of the council. So it's um, it, it's something that will start to bite, and, and landlords are going to feel it soon in their tax bill where they've, they've lost that tax relief on, on their mortgage interest relief. And they've lost uh, the wear and tear allowance, which which used to make quite a bit of difference on your tax. So just watch out for that. And, you know, you might see more landlords selling or pulling out of the market. And as a result of these these rule changes, because they might just say, well, it's just not worth it. You know, we've got this, we've got selective licensing coming in. We've in, in various boroughs, we've got Section 21 possibly being abolished. We've got Section 24 coming in, taking away we're literally taking money out of our pocket. So a lot of landlords might decide that they've just sort of haven't had enough of it all and get out and want to sell. And I think it will probably, you'll see a situation where the, the, the more professional landlords, I say professional, I mean, bigger landlords that want to stay in that market forever and getting out of it rather than the accidental landlords who perhaps, you know, came into it because they inherited a property or or rented out their property because they couldn't sell it while they bought another one, and and they're probably people that will want to maybe get out of the market. Uh, so we, we'll have to see how that develops over the next year or so. But certainly, landlords and property owners are going to find that themselves with bigger tax bills in in the, in the coming months, and the coming certainly by the next tax year uh, when they when they start paying the tax next April. So that's it really. Um, if if you are a landlord, once again join. A, a trade body like the NLA or one of the others. I, there is another one, quite a famous one. I can't remember it at the moment, but uh, I would join them because they've got information there on, on say, tenancy agreements and that sort of thing. Because, you know, you could be using a, a tenancy agreement that you've used for years and find that it's it's out of date. It, it shouldn't be used anymore. Um, so just, just make sure you, you keep up to date with that. And if you've got any questions on property or you would like to uh, go to a, a property course to learn more about uh, property investment. I, I met a guy uh, last night who'd come over from Paris and he wants to invest in London. So I've put him into a, a property course that he can uh, get onto and he can do a one day taster and then decide if he wants to go deeper into property from there. And he, he was he was amazed. He said he didn't know these things existed because he went to this meeting to find out more. And so if you want to go on, on, a, on a property course to learn how to do it properly and learn from professionals, then drop me a line or click on one of the links maybe on on the attached blog to this to this uh, to this post and I'll I'll put you in touch with those because it's well worth doing that even if you're a landlord for years do join because 
the people who say I'd, I've been doing this for years I don't need to go on these these are the people who really need to do it because you know they're, they're perhaps have lost touch with all the, all the changes in the market and you know the fines can be quite significant if you, if you if you get these things wrong and also if you're developing properties if you're if you want to do a HMO for instance you need to know the rules you need to to know how to apply the rules and what to do before you sort of you know convert a property and then find that maybe some of the rooms are too small or maybe you haven't complied with the fire regulations and then you don't get the license or or you go ahead and let it and find you're you're doing it illegally and then you, you end up getting a big fine so so just watch out for that and drop me a line if you do want to to get on a course so you can learn how to become a really super professional landlord and you know be good to your tenants be good to you be good for your profits and and do the right thing so thanks very much for listening. This has been Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and ultimately enjoy more money. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 